Atuye ketarangi, atuye ketafeno, atuye ketengaku, onga tangata, ketemianoe, keta aroha, atihe maurugora. Eta kaihanga, ata kaihanga rangi mari. Reina mai E ta atua nō te kororia Te wharietu nei Tēnā koei Te papa e waho nei Tēnā koei Te mana whenua Tēnei rohi o Ngāti whātua rākei Tēnā koutou Nō reira tēnā koutou Tēnā koutou Tēnā koutou Tēnā koutou Tēnā koutou it's wonderful to have you with us this afternoon. Welcome to uh, back all our listeners uh, to Tamangai. Uh, Tamangai is the mouthpiece uh, where we come together and we share as a community our uh, whakamana, the influences that we, we have around us and in us and through us. That awa, the resources that... Uh, Atua and Alfano put in us uh, in the past, uh, above and below. Uh, the matauranga, the knowledges uh, that uh, we are humbly holding us. And uh, really what the program Tamangai is about is Te Iratangata, which is about um, essentially hope to, to those that are looking for it. Uh, through your stories So we're just delighted to have you with us uh, Yoko for Julia Kia ora And Toda. welcome on to the show Thanks so We've much We've been really looking forward to having you uh, With us And uh, this podcast goes out to anyone that's listening for eternity That's the difference between this and, uh, and a normal radio mm. Is you can come back and listen to this in 20, 30, 50 years uh, This podcast is going to be going It's kind of Takes a little getting used to that. I really like that, and uh, that's why we're proud to be associated with worldpodcast.com. So, fantastic. Lovely to have some proud Westies alongside us, Westies, <laughs> here with us. And uh, we're, uh, well, I suppose we always start off with a little bit of, um, oh, I was thinking, um, like, who are we? Where are, where are we from? Which is our Māori custom to establish sure. ourselves first. And then we can get into the nitty gritty. Sure. So, kia ora. Kia ora. So, shalom. Nishmi Yaakov. Uh, Yaakov ben Yehoshua. Uh, ben uh, Yoel. Uh, but uh, Israel. Um, I'm, I'm Yaakov. I'm the son of Joshua, who's the son of Yael, who is his mother, who is the daughter of uh Esther, Israel. Uh, we are descendants of the Israel and Yitzhak families who uh, came from London to New Zealand uh, several generations ago. We came from a small community in London called Sha'ari Tikva, which means, interestingly, given your program's mandate, Gates of Hope. Sure. So we came from a community called Sha'ari Tikva, Gates of Hope. Sha'ari Tikva. Tikva. Sha'ari Tikva. 
Yep, just like our national an- Israeli national anthem is Hatikva, the hope. Um, so our family came to New Zealand and uh, they were part of an Orthodox community. Very soon after they were um, landed in New Zealand, they actually um, began a, a breakaway synagogue from the Orthodox synagogue, which they called Sha'ari Tikva, wow. Gates of Hope. And um, I'm not sure what that was all about. We don't really know mm-hmm. the stories behind that. Uh, but the sense I have is that... Uh, that was a journey of understanding Mashiach and of understanding um, how Mashiach illuminates life. So Mashiach is the Messiah, Messiah for those right. who yeah. don't know what that Hebrew word is. So that's Ehu <coughs> for us. Baruch Hashem. Or uh, another ancient name for Ehu is Rungu. Okay. Rungu, yeah. on some tribes. And recently we've just discovered another uh, name which was uh, Tama Aka Aka, which is something we found in the ancient Mortete, which is um, Jesus the vine. Wonderful. Yeah, so Tama is the sun and Aka Aka is the vine. I love it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, well. so Mashiach for us is a, it's a core concept of all Jewish thinking, you know, regardless of the branch of Judaism that you're part of. And Mashiach is, again, Hatikva, uh, the hope of Israel. So, uh, so our family. I was born in New Zealand, obviously. Uh, several generations born in New Zealand, and yes, I was born in West Auckland. But I was born with Eastern blood. I, I was born with Eastern blood, blood from the east, blood from Eretz uh, Israel, blood from the land of Israel. So I'm. A West Auckland-born person, but my blood calls out to the land that I belong to, which is oh. the land of Israel. Wow. So, so is that your intro? That, that kind. So we now we know who is you. Do I need to say more? Is you? Yeah, I, I reckon that that is so similar to Māori, eh? that connection to the land first, hearing you say that. Irrespective of where you are, that connection back. Well, Hashem, it is, my brother. I'll tell you what. There is such a strong connection between Māori and the Yehudim. There's a powerful connection Mm. between the Jewish people and the Māori people. Yeah, the 12th tribe of Israel, so I heard somewhere. Uh, We'll test that in the moment. We'll test you on that Uh, one. Yeah, I'm not sure that would be a test. But, but, yeah, I mean, what you've observed culturally, there are a lot of cultural similarities. Well, we have, um, like for every Māori, we have a Tūranga Waiwai place to stand uh, under Atua, Tangata and Whenua. So Atua is God, Supreme God, Iwa Mātua Kore. Mm. And uh, we stand with our people, the Tangata, the people on the Whenua, uh, where our petal is put that connects us through the whakapapa and our lineage. Yeah. So do you have something like, uh, like we have that space? Yeah. Do you have something? Uh, well, you got a tabernacle. <laughs> <laughs> you invented it. You got it first and then uh, God gave us something maybe, eh? Yeah. I mean, I think we have to be careful about... Uh, how we come across but obviously um, Jews who are observant of the Torah uh, understand that first five books right? so the Torah the books of Moses but also the Torah can refer to the wider canon of text so um, we call what what Christians call the Old Testament we call the Tanakh the Torah the Nevi'im which are the prophets mm-hmm. and the Ketuvim which are the writings so the poetry books and so on um, and really 
along with the Mishnah and other books, the Torah encompasses all those things, but is, yes, you're right, specifically the five books of, of Moshe, which his name means to draw out. Uh, so just as in Māori, all the names have so much depth, it, uh, so uh, too in Ivrit. In Hebrew, every name has meaning, and again, that's another connection for me. When The more I hear Māori uh, explain what names mean, the more I think, wow, it, that's just like how it would be said in Hebrew. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm just stunned at the connections, yeah. And the, and like um, so for me I'm a I'm a I like research I like sure. history I'm also an architect I'm, I'm a believer mm. uh, so I tie all that together and and there's all these strata of of um, things that we observe mm. that when I look at the the pai pai tapu the word of God the similarities are man. like parallel they're not like in some cases I mean you've got these feasts which is cool. We just have those every day. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Uh, there's similarities around food, place, sure. uh, land, uh, and your past. So yeah. for us, our past is in front of us. It's, it's like your eccentric thinking is it's here. It's, you know, you're the next iteration. Yeah. But we say, no, Carl, our past is here. And we take that, which is why we have that spiritual realm where we connect through, move aside, yeah. uh, observe those things. And you, yours is is essentially the same. It is the same because the Hebrew prophet speaks of God into time and space and remembers the future. So it's very much what you just described. It's the fact that um, because God is outside of time and space, when he seeds time and space with something he's already seen complete, the Hebrew prophet is really not foretelling the future. He's speaking what has already happened in the future. Ka-chow! Yeah. <laughs> Hashem. So, so yeah. you just described that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm you literally like hearing just, it the, yeah. from the other side of the mic, though. It's, uh, like I say, we, we don't talk about it. It's part of who we are, you know. Yeah. We celebrate it. We manaki. We totoko. I love it, man. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, the similarities, as I say, is, is so profound. One of the things, oh, oh, sorry, just a little aside here, and then we'll, we'll truck into some things we've got here. But just for our listeners, I've just got to get this off my chest. I've, I've been carrying it around. I did a master's on it, on Mirai, and uh, delved in. And I, 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 I suppose uh, with my faith, I, I sort of found myself in this really kind of crazy space looking at El Marai and uh, so because we've got two here tonight you can sure. maybe give us some feedback or commentary so we have a tūranga waiwai mm. uh, tūma so that's like we call it the warfare space uh, and then we transition from this outdoor space onto a maho where you remove your shoes in the dirt mm. and just sort of calm yourself a little then you transfer inside the house into what we call the place of rongo. Mm. Uh, that word, actually, interestingly, right now across the motu, which is across the nation for Māori, is a word that is coming out of, coming up, mm. uh, which means peace. Uh, it has different iterations. It's binding peace, which is connected to hōhorongo, uh, reconciliation. Uh, and others say it's a direct connection to uh, ihu. Koraiti, Jesus Christ. Sure. Um, and so when I was doing my study, I 
found these parallels, as I said before, which has mm. sort of got a bit excited there, but sort of taking the lid off a bit more, I started to look at the house mm. and found that the ridge of, of the marae is commonly uh, is the spiritual domain of God. So mm. Iwa Kori, Supreme God, sure. is the ridge line. And then the rafters that come off that, I discovered, and again, this is fairly common, what we call kōwai raro, mm. common... Uh, Kowairunga is esoteric. That's the tertiary stuff, hard to get. Sure. So this is fairly common knowledge, what I'm sharing. Mm. I discovered anyway that these rafters are painted with a core fi-fi, which is, the, as it turns out, the, the creation coming out of that spiritual realm, mm. which for the East Coast, Raumarai uh, there, Te Aruuru, is the hammerhead shark. Mm. Uh, formed as as ex- expression of coming out of that spiritual realm creation coming down onto the heads of our tupuna on our popo, our carving that hold the house up. Sure. Uh, and then through that sort of transferred through that wisdom and then transfers to us. And then you look at the tabernacle and you're going, this stuff is almost the same. Sure. It's different, but it's Yeah, the same. but you're seeing connections between the two. And um, yeah, I think there is a sense of that when we look at the temple, which obviously it no longer stands in 70 AD. The Romans destroyed it and pulled it apart. Um, Solomon's temple. Uh. Yeah, they... Um, yeah, they pulled it apart and destroyed it. That It broke the heart of the Jewish people, but that temple, when it stood, very much had that sense of progression and approach to the Holy of Holies. Um uh, so the Holy of Holies was the the place that only the high priest would enter once a year. Um, and then the holy place, the priests would enter and keep the showbread and various right. other things. Outside of that is the court of the Israelites where men would worship together. Outside of that is the court of the women. And then outside of that is the court of the Gentiles. And so there's this approach. And there was... Um, a practice of immersion, tevila, which um, is where actually Christianity gets the idea of baptism from, tevila. Tevila. Which, yeah, which means to be immersed into the waters, um, and the waters we're oh. immersed in are called mikveh, and mikveh is actually the gathering of waters that's spoken of at the very beginning of creation. So there's this idea of purification through immersion in water, which is a symbol of uh, water in in body is a symbol of death, immersion in water, and then coming back into life and purity, and then approaching the temple. And for the Jewish male at that time, there were these stages that he went through to get to mm-hmm. um, that place where the Israelites dwelt. And then for the Hebrew priest, the Ko- the Kohen, um, and the Kohanim, the priests, there was that extra journey into the holy place. So, yeah, there's a lot of continuity there. I, I see that too. Even when I've been um, invited onto a marae, I've seen that kind of progression and thought, hey, this is a lot like maybe what it might have been like in the temple period, you know? So, yeah, uh, we don't like to go around putting labels on it. Sure. Uh, uh, there's a reserve tapu which allows us to enter sure. uh, onto our sacred uh, marae atia and mm. stand on the Turanga Waiwai Papatonuku. 
Uh, so it's it's a trans-dimensional portal between the spiritual and the physical realm. Sure. Where the past, the present, and even the you know those things in the future um, come into that same space, mm. and, which again is this, as I say that's that similarity. So we've been having debates over the years sure. whether it was a facsimile from the tabernacle, whether it was came down through the twelfth tribe of Israel. But lately, the latest iteration of the debate um, sits um, on the account that. God in his infinite creativity hmm. actually gave a God space or an expression of himself to every indigenous people. Of course, true. And uh, Why? Of course he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, we celebrate a, that. Yeah, you, know? you celebrate, celebrate this. God didn't mean for everyone to be a Jew. You know, the, the Olam Haba, the world to come, is going to be boring if it's only klezma and Mizrahi dance music, you know? It's either... As long as there's lots of it. You know, I mean, we need a bit of variety, so... Yeah, for sure. I don't mind if the lamb stays, though. Baruch Hashem. Rabbi, welcome. And Julia, it's so good to have you guys with us tonight. I just wanted to ask, on behalf of our listeners... Um, has it always been this journey for yourself or was there a point where there was a change because if you've been you know if you grew up and was born in West Auckland yeah that's a long way from the Holy Land as well yeah it is a long way it's a lot of my girls living in the (laughs) South Island and living below you know this huge mountain and they go skiing every season and we grew up in Kelston yeah it's a very different space so I'm interested to know you know what what happened or or did nothing happen has it always been this journey for yourself and the family or yeah, it hasn't yeah. always been this journey. Jews throughout the diaspora have been um, slowly disconnected from who they are based on anti-Semitism, based on um, just general cultural self-preservation, uh, where Jews have kept themselves isolated in communities that have maintained their Judaism but haven't always been able to enter into public life without hiding their Judaism. My father, um, I knew I was Jewish as a young man, but I didn't know a lot about what that meant, what it meant to be Jewish. So these are things that weren't... There was something in my blood. The first time I ever was in a yeshiva, with, we were part of a community in Canada called Benai Chaim. And the Rebbe would have what he called a Havdalah yeshiva. So at the end of every Shabbat, we would, we would do Havdalah, which is a practice that um, sanctifies the day and brings the peace of the Shabbat into the week. So it's a, it's a practice of transition. Some people say separation, but it's not separation so much as transition. And after that, we would have this debate with the Rebbe, and it was for the first time in my life, I could be myself and not have to feel bad about it. Because for my entire life, I can't remember a time when I didn't debate everything I heard. And I used to think I was just rude. Uh, And then I sat and I realized, actually, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with who I am. This is actually part of my blood. And then I started to think, wow, what's going on here? So, yeah, there was a big shift. I I think I would liken it, you know, I have a lot of Maori friends. In fact, my best friend growing up is Maori. He's um, Daniel Heke. So um, he's got a great Maori lineage. Beautiful man. Oh, he's an awesome man. And we've been best friends from eight years old to this very day. Um, And 
there's sort of this thing where you have, um, I hope I don't say this in an offensive way, but you have your urban Māori, okay, and then you have your real Māoris, you know, and there was kind of that kind of sense that an urban Māori wasn't really a proper Māori, and um, that's kind of what it's been like for me, you know, I'm not, I wasn't really a proper Jew, I was an urban Jew, but... um, Look, what happened to me was a spiritual encounter. I was 14 years old, so this is how long it took. I was 14 years old. I was at, of all things, an Easter camp, a youth camp, entirely not Jewish, okay? It was the Friday night, and a Jewish man was speaking at this Christian Easter camp. And he's actually fairly well-known. His name's Ray Comfort. Oh, yeah. Um... He was speaking. I don't remember what he said. And I didn't remember what he said at the time. I was too busy looking at the girls. But something powerful happened at the end of that meeting in a spiritual sense. And I didn't travel to the front of this meeting. I found myself there. I know it all sounds a bit spooky and what did you use? Esoteric. (laughs) Mystical. (laughs) Walla. Maybe I floated there. I don't know how I got there. But I was there at the front, and all these guys were trying to give me ideas of what I should do next, and I, I just couldn't hear them. But what I did see was the Mashiach present in front of me. I felt the Mashiach just part of my being and present in front of me. And just remind us of the Mashiach. The Mashiach is the Messiah. Okay. So in my case, I know who the Messiah is. He's Yeshua. He's Melecham Lechem, Adonai Adonim. He's Yeshua. He's the Mashiach. Now, a Jew, Jews typically define themselves by what we're not. We say, we don't believe in Jesus. So that's how I know I'm Jewish. I don't believe in Jesus. But I am Jewish, and I do believe in Yeshua. Why? Because I met him. So at 14 years old, and you know, people get confused, but the first thing the Mashiach said to me, in fact, the only thing he said to me, return to your roots. That's all he said to me. And so I did. And so I started to learn Ivrit. I started to ask questions of my grandmother. Where are we from? What does this mean? What are we about? And, you know, my life has just shifted dimensions ever since. I, we talked earlier on, we were joking about death and stuff. I've already died. I'm walking in the Olam Haba. That means world to come. Mm. So that's what shifted. Yeshua made me more Jewish than I could have ever <laughs> hoped to be. Um, I daven brachot. I don tefillin. Um, I went back and did my bar mitzvah. I, I wear tzitzit. I wear a kippah. Um, and it's all because of Yeshua. Return to your roots. And I think that's part of the conversation me and Steve have with our audiences. You know, I mean, I've grown up, as you suggested, as an urban Maori for sure, and so did Steve to a great degree, but he made a choice earlier on to connect with his... Sure, sure. Whereas I didn't bother for a long time, and this is true for a lot of uh, Maori that live in Australia. I was definitely one of them because we're just not here, there's no conversation about it, so on and so forth. But, uh, you know, 
each of us in our own way we walk this journey or we choose to mm. engage in the journey if you come from a cultural background yeah. you either connect to it or you, you stay distant from it often is the case so part of this show what we try to do is encourage people who feel maybe they're going nowhere nothing's really happening mm. that they can at least start the journey there and, and maybe reconnecting be it with family or with their cultural roots, whatever they might be, which is why we love the conversation sure. of having you on here on the show yeah. because, mm. you know, your culture is different but the same. And it's kind of, Absolutely. you know, if this can encourage somebody listening and, and not everyone listening will be on a spiritual journey yet, um, but, you know, just that, that, that idea that, you know, I, I can make a choice to reconnect with, with those things that are a part of me and that I can't actually get rid of. They're just always going to be there. So That's so, so true. That, so, yeah. It's a myth that we're sold. We're sold the myth of universal society. We're sold the myth that we should all be the same. Yeah. We're told that if we connect to one tribe, we're being uh, supremacist in some way. But that's not the truth. The truth is that diversity builds unity and that when you connect to your tribe, you're actually helping the world. But this whole consciousness of us all just being assimilated into westernized consciousness is ludicrous. It's destroying us. Mm. So I say, hey, if you've got Scottish blood, return to your roots, man. The Scots are a tribal people. They rock it. You know, if, if you've got Chinese blood, return to your roots. Don't, don't keep trying to float in the universalism of this world where everyone needs to be the same, have the same iPhone, have the same style of music, like all the same kind of vegan food. It's not about that. It's about your blood. I think Hashem made us all unique for a reason, brother. Kia ora. Kia ora. Which raises the question then, uh, because that sounded pretty impassionate, uh, bro. So uh, uh, we're getting a sense here that you're a bit of an advocate in this. Uh, what is this? <laughs> is this a job? Is this, uh, ah. is this for fun? Uh, I mean, I because mean, like, um, some of us do that. Uh, yeah. But your perspective to it as an advocate, pointing people first to to God and then getting them back to who they are. Yeah. Can you maybe because you've got uh, in Henderson there, you're based in Ranui. You've oh, I've been to a couple of your Friday night uh, Shabbat Shalom's. Shabbat uh, Shalom. Uh, really fair. good. By the way, if you haven't seen it, get down Railside no. Ave on a Friday night, man. This guy rocks. It's 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 it seriously is. It's a, it's a lot of fun, <clears throat> uh, but it's not. I mean, it's serious, but it's fun. It's relaxing. Uh, and then there's parts where there's yeah. some tikanga, some protocol, yeah. uh, and uh, it's it's really really. Uh, I must have, every time I come, I really enjoy it. We love having uh, you there. Kia ora. So. Let's talk about that. Let's what? Why are you? What's that about? Being an advocate, uh, yeah. doing this Friday, particularly this Friday work that you're doing there. There's quite a numbers of people coming. I'm hearing them all the time talking to me about it. So, um, for me, coming to understand that being Jewish didn't require me to submit to the majority Jewish idea of what that meant meant that I then found myself in a place where I had no place of worship because there was not really a way to 
um, express my faith in a valid and authentic way because my options were evangelical Christianity or Orthodox Judaism. Orthodox Judaism doesn't take kindly to people who follow Yeshua. Um, evangelical Christianity doesn't take kindly to people who follow Yeshua and still love the Torah. So I was between a rock and a hard place, you know, uh, a pariah, if you like. Um, wow. So... I saw the need for us to have um, an environment where Jews who follow Yeshua can worship. Right. And, and sure, I mean, we have part of our community are Jewish followers of Yeshua. Some of our community are Christians who are like, hey, um, this is a Jewish book I'm reading. Maybe I should ask a Jew what it means. <laughs> you know? Hey, wow. What a radical thought. Rocket science. <laughs> So we do get a number of... Sorry, I didn't mean to cause offence to Christians. Um, They'll forgive you. We do get a number of uh, people from Christian churches who come for the the yeshiva, the the talk and the debate about the text. And um, what I want to do is bring the text to everybody uh, from the original language, from Ivrit, to explain what some of the words say and why English translations don't always do it justice, culture, context, history, yada, yada, yada. I just want to help them out. So it's a two-pronged thing. One, it's a place where Jews who follow Yeshua can come and be authentically Jewish and follow Yeshua which means we can say Bachot, Don Tefillin, Don Talit, uh, all the things that Jews do, and be able to freely talk about Yeshua, the Mashiach. We can't do that, and it would be rude for us to do that in an Orthodox shul or in a Reformed synagogue. It would be rude. I don't want to be rude, but I'm Jewish. So that's why we do what we do. And as far as tribe, when... Okay, and I use Gentile not in a derogatory way, but when Gentiles come into our community and some of them get the wrong end of the stick and think that the idea is that Gentiles should do everything Jewish. So one of the first things I do is say, you know what? You need to pursue your own tribe. If you're here, learn from this, but don't come here to pretend to be Jewish because Mm -hmm. you're not Jewish. So one of the things I advocate for, like you said, I'm passionate about it. Why would God make you Maori only to have you try to be Jewish? That's mm. mashuga. Mm. I mean, that's completely crazy. Mm. That's Did you crazy. say mashuga? Mashuga, it means oh, that's so cool. messed up in the head. Mashuga. Or fakakta. Fakakta means psycho, like uh, postal crazy. So mashuga is kitsat. It's a little bit crazy. Fakakta oh. is, wow, postman styles got into the, the post office <laughs> with a machine gun, you know. Sorry, man, I interrupted you. <laughs> but, no, but what I'm saying is I, that's where you said, why am I passionate about tribe? Because I don't want you stealing Jewish culture from the Jews, and I don't want you stealing your own culture from yourself. So if you come and worship with us, remember that you're coming to learn and that God wants you to be you, not somebody else. Voila! <laughs> Oh, good times, oh, brother. I thought this was going to be like, nah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, um, it's interesting because we grew up in a church around the corner and um, after day one, it was, you can come in here, but leave your culture at the door. Um, don't yeah. bring that Maori stuff in in here. Yeah, I don't so like So you're that. welcome to come 
come in, but then you're not welcome to come in with your culture. Uh, and uh, you know, I don't want to get too deep on it, but just essentially saying it's it's really refreshing to hear. I think for our listeners and even for us here in the studio, it's sure. refreshing to re- to hear. Hey, I can be me, and, and that's okay. Yeah. Not only okay <laughs> because it's Westernized. Sorry, Westernized. The reality, man. The reality is, for a long time, uh, we here as Tenorangatira people of the land yeah. have have. Yes, come in and, and come to Jesus, but then don't come back with that Maori culture. Yeah. Uh, and that's been kind of hard. So some of our tupuna left the culture and and, and kind of took the faith mm. and then find they're only half, you know, it's all confusing and they don't know what they are. And then the other half take all, leave, take all the culture and no faith. Yeah. You know, so for us, it's been like here in Aotearoa, it's been like drive through McDonald's when it comes to different faiths causing I feel confusion, you, you know? And then here you are tonight, bro. You're saying, be free. Yeah. Be who you are. i kind of not really kind of used to that. I hear Israel's story in that story, too. Because all the first followers of Yeshua wow. were Yehudim. All of them Jews. So wow. Jews. All the first followers of Yeshua were Jews. So tell me, what happened? You know, drive through McDonald's is what happened. A whole lot of goyim, a whole lot of Gentiles got into Yeshua, and then they started going, nah, we don't like the way you Jews do your culture. We want, we want you to make Jesus Gentile. And that's when things shifted. And now, uh, since the 18th century, the likes of uh, Rebbe Lichtenstein and Hungary and others have become Messianic Jews, but refused to have baptism in churches and stayed, this Rebbe stayed teaching from the Torah in his synagogue in Hungary and remained there his entire rest of his journey as a follower of Yeshua, refusing to take on all the trappings of Gentile Christianity, but following Yeshua. Ooh. And that, that was like a rebirth for, a, for the Messianic uh, Jewish movement. Do you know today in the world, there's about approximately 14 million just over Jews in the whole world. Okay? 14 million. 6 million live in Israel. 1 million, 1 million of those 14 million are Messi- profess to be Messianic today based on statistics, surveys taken. One One million of the 14 million Jews in the world today profess to be Messianic as in followers of Yeshua. It's the fastest growing so-called new religion in Eretz Israel. Wow. (laughs) And I say so-called new because it's not new. Okay. Even though Jesus was Jewish. Yeah. So, okay, I think that this gives us a thread, or oh, sorry, I'm supposed to use sure, the word. Sure, I'm sure. supposed to use the word segue. Segue. Let's segue. Nice. Never even. What is a segue? I like thread better. <laughs> Thread's way better because I don't know what is. Hey, segue's a wheel thing, you. <laughs> yeah, segue's messed up. Thread is better, brother. So, let's go for thread. Yeah. So, let's just recap. What, what, what did you just say? Let's make sure we get it right. So I was talking about the statistics for Messianic Jews in the world today, and I was saying that one million of the approximately 14 million Jews in the world are followers of Yeshua. Okay, so even though, and I said even though Jesus is Jewish. Yeshua is Jewish, is is Jewish right now. There it is. So pause for effect. There, that was the effect. Nice pause. 
so are we on the with this revel is there going to be an explosion here because let me I, I just prep when when Jesus' words came to the East Coast around 18, pre-1840, because William Williams uh, came down with the mainline mission, but actually there'd already been a revival and 80% of the East Coast had come to faith, mm. not through uh, religion, but through a tone-deaf chief who was released by Napu in the north through the missionaries, <laughs> gave one one book, I think part of the book of Luke, I ripped it, it out, he got a little remnant I love and it. this tone deaf, I think his name was, uh, hang on, let me get it right, Pepity or something like that. Oh, sorry for my East Coast mind, if I've got that wrong. Pepity or something close. Anyway, he's tone deaf, but he's got all these songs, yeah. uh, Christian, you know, these Christian songs, and this parchment from the book of Luke. Uh, 80% of the East Coast pre-1840 comes to faith because this person called Ehukarati, Jesus Christ, mm. and he's talking about things like, that we've never heard of like grace mm-hmm. but pansy-ish <laughs> and, and forgiveness well we just killed you if you did something wrong <laughs> so yeah. and yet it, it, it stuck with us and the East Coast one of the early mass communities to come to faith um, this is what Jesus did to us to my mm. to our tupuna, mm. just from a fragment of a fragment of of, of a book yeah. where and yet you're sitting here tonight telling us as, as listeners that only one in 14 mm. have this connection to Jesus. Sure. In fact, I wow. explained I'm, I'm that. I'm staggered. I explained that the majority Jewish opinion is that anyone who professes Yeshua as the Mashiach is essentially not considered Jewish at all, simply based on that, that profession. But having said that, all of Judaism, in some way or another, has a sense of the Mashiach, either as a person or as a consciousness, right, right. some kind of sense of the Mashiach. So all of Judaism, regardless, is looking for that Mashiach in whatever form to come and make right all that is Israel and then make right all that is the world. As, as in you talked about peace, so I forget the word you use. Hovorongo. Right. So for us, obviously, shalom, which comes from shalom. It means wholeness, well-being, yeah. integrity, uh, you know, all those things, completion, fullness, peace. And that's what we're looking for. All Jews are looking for this. Same for so, Maori, mate. Right. And yeah. so Rav Shaul, Paul the Apostle, he writes in a book to a letter to the Roman Jews and Gentiles who followed Yeshua in about 70 uh, CE slash AD, depending on whether you're a scholar or not. And he wrote in this book that there would be a time once all those from the other tribes of the earth, the nations, who were going to choose to follow Yeshua had chosen, he said, once that's done, then all of Israel will be redeemed. He's talking about all of Israel recognizing the Mashiach as individuals and as Echad, as one people. So what you're talking about, I believe is going to happen. Rabbi, yeah. wow. Um, Kilda, Kilda. Just as we wrap up tonight, I just wanted hey. to ask. Yeah, I know time's oh. run out on us, but uh, we look forward to hearing a song. 
from you guys before we tidy up. But um, we always ask our guests a question around our young people here on Aotearoa at the moment. Yeah. A lot of pressure. We have a lot of, you know, youth suicide and just, you know, not everyone is rocking it, right? We know this. There's a, there's a lot of lot of people that, even young couples, uh, the thoughts of, oh, I'm never going to own a house. And so that changes the mindset of young couples as well. So just a lot of depression out there, a lot of sadness. Yeah. And we always anxiety, ask our guests. Yeah, a lot of anxiety. Yeah. You mm. can feel it, man. How, yeah, how, feel how, it. how would you encourage a young person, young married couple? Um, I always say just get up tomorrow and have another go. But h- how would you leave that tonight for somebody listening that maybe is not on the journey that we've described mm. tonight, but is, is is just feeling like there's no hope in the world? What would your message to that person be? So my message is this. Um, you may not believe that God exists. I do. Uh, not only that, but I believe that as many mistakes as you make, they're part of... Um, the whole design of the universe and God is able to redeem every part of that life that you've lived so at any given point in time if you are willing to shift and turn toward God he will enable you to walk in light rather than darkness in in certainty rather than hopelessness in hope rather than a loss of hope which you're right I see a lot of that in New Zealand and part of it is be who you are don't let the New Zealand popular social consciousness tell you who you should be connect to your tribe be who you are maybe you're particularly good at something don't let someone else tell you not to pursue it. Pursue it because Hashem, God, put that in you. Maybe you don't believe in Hashem. Then practically awesome. speaking, if you're good at something, why not do it? If you don't believe in Hashem, then what is the purpose of your life? Okay, if it's just to achieve something of quality, to have family, to build offspring, then do it and do the things that you're naturally gifted at. Why let our schooling system or our way of life or what is popular in our culture drive you? Let yourself be driven by who you are. Mm. And I encourage Mm. everyone to pursue that. And pursue your tribe. Pursue your tribe. That's it. Hashem. Yeah, and and is in that tribe. He's going to show up. Amen to that. (laughs) That's what we're finding. Are we going to sing now? We're going to sing now. And I've got to do a couple of shout-outs. Yes, for sure. I'll come off the back of that. So, um, because we've had a pretty cool last week, I got invited to the book launch uh, for Jay uh, Ruka. He's changed his name from Jay Lucas. Pastor Jay Lucas to uh, Ruka. His book has just come out, uh, Hui Come Home. Uh, I was down at the parenting, what do they call it? Parenting Place in Greenland. I saw it uh, all over the place. You can see the cover there. You can see it? Yeah, awesome book. It's Jay's Journey. Uh, I had a vision of the Huia. And um, yeah, just, just get the book for Christmas. It's, it's amazing. I've got three copies. It's a cool cover too, the place. Bro. And we've got a second book shout out. Uh, I just had a call from Winky Pratney, Pastor Winky Pratney, this morning. Uh, he is just today on Amazon. Uh, his latest book has come out called Spiritual Vocations. It's his opus, his life's work. And if. If you know uh, Winky, he's been in the business of doing what our bro here is doing for the last 60 years, um, part of that with Keith Green. 
a great man of God. Uh, he'll be on the show next week, by the way, so we're looking forward to having him in Keith here. Keith is going to be on the show? Uh, no, no, unless he drops in from heaven. <laughs> do, you know, do you know Keith Green's No, no, Winky Pratney will be in here next sure. week with us next week. But uh, his book, Spiritual Vocations, it's out today uh, on Amazon. Uh, so please, uh, if you're listening in, don't think, just get that. It's incredible. So essentially, it's, it's a manual. So well, look at that. So uh, you're going to do a song for us? So yes, kind of absolutely. Care, and then, uh, I'll, I'll finish off there. Oh. So this tune's in, in Hebrew. It's, it essentially says, today is the day. And hey, this is for everybody out there who's, who's struggling. Today is the day Ooh. to turn it around.
שלי. Well, it was great, uh, Rabbi Yaakov and uh, his lovely wife Julia with us tonight, sharing their heart around uh, how we need to go back to our tribes, connect a bit more upstairs through our Wairua Tapu into that realm. Uh, and get together more as a community in Kōrero. And um, so, thank you. To to have you. Ba, big thanks to you. Uh, 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 kia ora. Mm. Shabbat to you too. And uh, we'll be back here next week uh, again. We'll, we've got uh, Winky Pratney with us. Uh, it's a great honour to have him. And to follow on from this will be uh, should be interesting. So uh, take care, and we'll see you next week. Kakite, kia ora.